Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. God speaks. God speaks. Whether you go to the book of Genesis or you go to the book of Revelation, if you go to the garden where Adam and Eve are, God's walking with them in the cool of the day, speaking to them. If you go to the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, God is speaking to John the Apostles. He's speaking to the seven churches. He is speaking. All through Scripture, God speaks. Reaching up high with arms open wide, we see. You're changing our lives so we can be our hands and Have you ever heard the Lord speak to you? Maybe you haven't heard the Lord speak to you audibly, but as a child of God, the Lord will be speaking to your heart and mind. Today, Pastor Ed will be reminding us that God is always speaking through His Word, through our prayers, and through other believers. The question isn't, is God speaking to you? The real question is, are you listening to Him? If you haven't heard Him lately, perhaps you need to obey what He has already clearly said to you. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's edition of Building in Faith. Building in Faith. Deuteronomy, the 13th chapter, the 14th verse. Deuteronomy, the 13th chapter, the 4th verse. We're going today to look at hearing God's voice in the circumstances of our life, hearing God's voice in the circumstances of our lives. You know, God still speaks. He's not silent. He's not lost his voice. He still speaks. The scripture reads, you shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. You shall serve him and hold fast to him. That's the English standard version. The New Living Translation reads, serve only the Lord your God and fear him alone. Obey his commands, listen to his voice, and cling to him. God speaks, and if we will listen, we will hear him. God speaks through the big events, through the medium-sized events, and through what we might see and perceive as insignificant events. God speaks. And I was thinking about what has happened in our country. Are we better now? Is there a difference today than there was years ago? We're Where are we as a country, as a nation? One of the prophetic voices in our nation, Dave Wilkerson, was praying. God spoke to the church, Times Square Church, and they had this sense that something was going to happen. As a church, they prayed, they fasted, they sought the Lord. Now, when 9-11 happened, many of you remember where you were. I was right here in the office And when that happened, I remember the event so, so very clearly. 
I think about all of the first responders that went, all of those who went soon afterwards, the great sacrifices that were made. I think about all of what happened within the churches across our country. First week, second week, third week, churches were full. But then, sort of wore off and people went back to things as usual. God speaks through events. Dave Wilkerson had said that years prior, he said he felt like the hedge of protection is coming down around our borders. It was a prophetic word. God's hand of protection because we've pushed God away and we've excluded God from our lives and uh, he won't stay where he's uh, not wanted. And Dave Wilkerson said that hedge of protection came down. Now that day there were Christians who sacrificed their lives staying to help others. There were Christians who lost their lives there. But there also were other Christians who that day were sick or felt they shouldn't go. Uh, God was speaking to people prior to and during. God speaks. God speaks. Whether you go to the book of Genesis or you go to the book of Revelation. If you go to the garden where Adam and Eve are, God's walking with them in the cool of the day, speaking to them. If you go to the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, God is speaking to John the Apostles. He's speaking to the seven churches. He is speaking. All through Scripture, God speaks. If we will listen, it will change our lives forever. In Pastor Jeff's life, the experience of 9-11, he heard God, and it changed him. And it's resulting today in a ministry that's been ongoing. God does speak to us. And if we listen, if we're hearing him, it will direct and change and shape our lives. It's not always the big things. It can be the small things as well, where we hear the voice of God in our lives. It's not only the cataclysmic events. God spoke to Abraham, and he spoke to Moses. He spoke to David. He spoke to the prophets. He spoke to the apostles in the book of Acts. He's speaking to the church. God has not lost his voice. He still speaks. Ken Gear writes, We sleep and dream. We wake, we work. We remember and forget. And into the thick of it, or out of the thick of it, at moments of even the most humdrum of our days, God speaks. What is God saying to you in your circumstances? How can you know what God is saying to you? How can you discern that? Well, that's what I want to look at the very first in the process of discerning God's voice in our circumstances. In Psalm 46.10, it says, be still and know that I'm a God. We need to have times where we simply find a place of solitude, where we're alone, and we need to be silent. So the emails, we don't get them. 
Don't take our computer with us. Don't take the cell phone so we don't get the, the calls and the text. Don't get caught up with all of the distractions that can pull us away from God so that we fail to hear what he is saying to us. We need to be in solitude and silence, have some contemplation so that we are still and we know that God is God. But even when that happens, even when we experience that, what sometimes happens is our filter isn't working right. Eliminate the filters that distort God's voice. In verses 7 to 9, for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did at Meribah, as you did at the day of Massa in the desert, where your fathers tested and tried me, though they had seen what I did. What happened is this took us back in Psalm, in the Psalm 95, and it talks about the Jewish people in the wilderness. God's leading them and guiding them and providing for them, but yet they're not satisfied with the provisions. Yet they're not satisfied with what God gives them. I mean, he gives them manna, but they begin to crave for the foods of Egypt. They begin to think about, in exalted terms, their oppression in Egypt. And they forget how difficult it was, and they begin to murmur and complain about their circumstances. One of the tricks of the enemy is to get you to complain and murmur and get all bent out of shape so that when God speaks to you, it's all distorted. He wants to, just inside, distract you. Uh, a failure to recognize God's voice. God is sometimes saying to you, son, daughter, this is what I want. But because there's greed, there's lust, there's bitterness, there's resentment. God's knocking at the door, God's speaking, God's trying to get your attention. But all of those things distort the signal that's coming in. And so you just simply don't hear. In Psalm 106:25, the message translation reads, they found fault with the life they had and turned a deaf ear to God's voice. They didn't, they were ungrateful for what God did for them. And all of us can fall into that category, and at times we do. When we find ourselves in that category and begin to do that, we begin to lose a sense of what God has done because it's a manifestation of our self-centeredness, our self-will, the me-ism, where it's all about me. We need to purify our hearts and say, God, search me, cleanse me. Father, help me to recognize that if I have all of this static, it 
corrupts the filter and I can't really hear what you're saying to me in the moment. So the first thing we have to do is simply eliminate the filters that distort God's voice. And that takes time, but that's what we have to do. But then include the filters that interpret God's voice. Get a filter that will help you to interpret what God is saying. In 1 Samuel 3.10 it reads, Then the Lord came and stood there, calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak for your servant is listening. Now remember, he's only a young boy. And Eli the high priest teaches Samuel, this is what you're to say. This is how you're to respond. We have to sometimes learn how to respond to the voice of God so we don't become distracted. We have to learn how to listen to God's voice so that we hear what he is saying to us. And this young boy, there's a simplicity that he has. He just does what Eli says. There's a sincerity in what he does. Simplicity and sincerity, two things that go together that help us to hear and discern God's voice. Walking before him with a sincere heart, with a childlike trust, saying, speak, Lord. I want to listen to you. I want to hear you. I want you to communicate with me. That childlike simplicity. I think about the nation of Israel, how that nation had gone far from God. But when Samuel was able to hear God's voice, suddenly there was a megaphone in the whole nation. It says visions came back. God began to speak and God began to communicate. See, what happened at this moment is that God began to use Samuel as his voice. When we hear the voice of God, we can better speak for God. You know, when you're not hearing God's voice, it's hard to speak for him, but when you're hearing his voice, you're able to influence and impact your family, your friends, your community, those around you. Samuel has impact on the whole nation. So, he was able to follow the instruction. Here's the message translation. Listen to this verse. Psalm 46.10. Step out of the traffic. Take a long, loving look at me, your high God, above politics, above everything. Wow. That's what we have to do. We have to get rid of the things that just ruin our discernment and the filters that keep us from hearing, we have to eliminate that and then we have to actually embrace and take on the filters that will help us to hear God and that's a childlike simplicity and trust, a purity of heart and and be trained in hearing the voice of God. Then the text goes on to talk about, or I'm talking this morning about the process of discovering God's voice in our circumstance. We looked at the process of discerning. You have to be able to discern before you could even discover. I mean, sometimes God just crashes in, but many times he's walking right by us. He's speaking right to us. 
but we fail to hear, we fail to see. And so the process of discovering God's voice in our circumstances, in Deuteronomy 8, 2, remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the desert these 40 years. Notice the text, to humble you, to test you, in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commandments. So life is filled with difficulties and struggles, ups and downs. And during that whole journey, our response should be, God, I want to hear what you're saying to me in the midst of this. I want to hear what you're saying to me in the midst of what I'm going through. And that ability, and how do you do that? First, practical observation. You've got to look for God. Practical observation. It says, remember how the Lord your God led you. And then in Jeremiah 29, 13, you will seek me and find me when you seek for me with all your heart. Start looking for God. When you get up in the morning, pray, Lord, today I want to hear you. Today I want to listen to you. Throughout this day, help me to walk with you, God. Help me to hear your voice in the midst of our circumstances. So you're at a breakfast table with some friends, or you're in the office with some coworkers, or you're simply driving your car, and all of a sudden, in a conversation, in a piece of music, or talk, or just in something that happens, you suddenly sense and recognize the hand of God, the voice of God. And, and that observation is so real to you because God knows your love language. Husbands and wives and family members know when dad's happy or when mom's happy or when they're upset. They know what they want just by looking at them. That body language or just the expression communicates to them. God knows your language. And so someone else, you're with a group of people and someone says something and that one sentence is lifted out of the conversation. It's like an arrow in your heart. Ah, God's saying something to me. I hear, now no one else is aware of it, but you are aware of it. Do you know what I'm saying? See, God really communicates, he speaks, but we have to be looking. We can't bury our head in the sand like an ostrich. We can't be distracted by the busyness. And sometimes the busyness is a means of not hearing God because what he's saying we don't want to hear. And so the ability to simply observe, where do I see God working? What is he doing? I want to read to you from Connecting with God, a Spiritual Formation Guide. Listen to what the author says. When our circumstances are unfavorable, when the world seems to be set against us, we have to remember that this does not mean God is not with us working for good. God can work through all kinds of circumstances, good and bad. The most important thing is to have faith that God's hand is with us, even if we cannot feel it. Joseph, 
had dreams. Shared with his brothers. They became jealous. Sold him into slavery. In the bottom of a pit. Do you think all of a sudden Joseph looks around and says, Ah, I can see God in this. Uh, Joseph goes and is faithful to God. And he, he refuses the advances of Potiphar's wife and she accuses him falsely. He's thrown into prison and he finds himself in a prison for being faithful to God. Uh, do you think he looks around and says, ah, I could see God in this? He shares a prophetic word that God gives him and he's forgotten, left by himself. Hindsight is always much better than foresight. It's often when we look back, we understand, oh, I see God was in that. Yeah, God was in that. But if we could just by faith begin to look and say, Lord, I trust you. Help me to see. Help me to believe. Help me to know that you're here with me. You promised you'd never leave or forsake me. You promised even in the midst of disaster, even in the midst of trial, even in the midst of loss, even in the midst of things that hurt deeply. God's there. When Joseph's brothers come to Egypt and he reveals himself to them, they're frightened. They knew they had wronged him. And Joseph alleviates their fears. He says, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. God can override. He can override the things that happen in our lives if we simply trust him. See, we have a heavenly father who knows every step of the journey we're going to take before we take our first breath. He knows the journey all through our life. And so this, this trust that I don't understand, but all I know that he's with me and he understands. We have to sometimes, and sometimes God does this to us. Life is like a highway and you're in a car driving it down. Picture that analogy. And you look in the rearview mirror. Now, you can't live in the rearview mirror because you'll never go forward. But sometimes things appear much larger than they are in, the, in our minds. You remember something and it comes back to you. And often the reason for that is that God is wanting to visit you. God is wanting to speak to you. God is wanting to work in your life in some way. He tells them to remember. Now just reading the text in Isaiah 51 verses 1 to 2. Listen to me. You who pursue righteousness, who seek the Lord, look to the rock from which you were cut and to the quarry from which you were hewn. Look to Abraham, your father. Abraham was in the era of Chaldeas. He had been an idol worshiper. He's telling them to remember they didn't start off too good. They had nothing to boast about in their past. 
but God graciously took them. Can you hear his voice? Stop and ask yourself that simple question. When was the last time I spent time alone with God and simply listened for his still, small voice? If you're like most people, the hustle and bustle of life gets in the way of taking time to hear from God. We hope today's broadcast was a helpful reprieve from the busyness of life. It's our prayer that you did hear God's voice as Pastor Ed taught through the scriptures today. You've been listening to Building in Faith, the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now, we want to encourage you to log on to buildinginfaithradio.com to spend some time getting to know us and to stay current with what's being broadcasted here on Building in Faith. At the website, you'll find today's message for you to listen to again, download, or even post to your Facebook page to share with your family and friends. Again, that's all available when you log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. Or if you'd like, you can always give us a call. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. In the next edition of Building in Faith, Pastor Ed will continue teaching through his series entitled, Can You Hear His Voice? So be sure to join us. Until then, may God richly bless you. Your word restores.